0: If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me.
1: Hello and welcome back to the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain or the host of Talking Bollocks podcast where I talk to the great and the good of heavy metal. In the description of this podcast, you will see that my name is highlighted. If you click on there, that'll take you to the website where all of the interviews are available. But here, I am your guide. I am... Merely here to guide you through the world of Motorhead as we curate this virtual museum of interviews that have now been going on for some time. Welcome back if this is uh, a usual thing for you and welcome for the first time if it isn't. If it is a first time, please do subscribe. Wherever you're listening to this, there will be a button that says subscribe somewhere on the device, so press subscribe and that'll make sure that you get a new episode of the Motorcast as soon as it's released. It will be there, ready, in your device. Who have we got this time? We have Tom Angel Ripper, founding member, vocalist and bassist with German thrash metal legends Sodom. I really did enjoy, enjoy doing this. Um, I'm a bit of a, a Sodom fan. Um, discovered them in my formative years before I was even in a band. Um, so this was this was a real highlight, and I really enjoyed it. Tom is, is a huge Motorhead fan. Hey, singer, bass player, Okay. Um, and is incredibly honest and open uh, and talks all about his love of motorhead and hey, instead of me telling you what he says, why don't we listen to the interview itself? Here is Tom and I having a chat not long ago. Well, firstly, thank you very much for coming on the show um really appreciate it. The first question is the same question I ask everybody, which is you know how did your love of motorhead start
0: when it starts? I don't, I think um, the first time, you know, um, first time I heard of Molet was in, in 78. You know, that is a long time ago, you know, sure. but, um, I know that my older sister, she, she, she listened to rock music, glam rock bands like T-Rex and, and Slade and, and, and the Hollies and all this stuff, you know, and I was, I, and I, the little brother was always interested in this kind of music, electric guitars, you know and i, I think my, my first album i bought was um in 76 was rainbow rising you know yeah and later i heard I, I read an article in a magazine that there is a, the heaviest band in the world called motorhead and they have a new <laughs> album called Bomber. that was in 79 you know yeah and uh, then that was the first step then i go, went to the record store and i ordered this album uh bomba so and from you... that day, you know, everything changed in my life.
1: <laughs> so you, you ordered it purely because you'd heard it was like the heaviest band out there?
0: Yeah, the most dirty, dirty band and the most ugly band. Some people, it's the worst band in the world, you know. And that is exactly <laughs> what I want, you know. <laughs> and I saw a picture from a band and the, uh, the Bomber cover, you know. And we have a local record store here in my hometown, and I ordered this and and uh, the girl that was working in the record store told me that you need two hours, uh, uh, two weeks and you get this and we we'll get this album, you know, and uh, because the metal, there was nobody in these times, nobody was talking about heavy metal, really, you know, and Motorhead was was not so common in Germany. Nobody knows, you know, so I ordered this one. I was I was one of the first one to get this album in my um, with all my friends, you know. And after I get Bomber, I bought Overkill and the first two records on parole and the, the black one, you know, the bold self titled one, you know. And from that day, everything changed, you know, and I know this is my band, you know. I was a big ACDC Priest Maiden fan, you know, but ACDC was a band everybody was listening to, you know, and I I was always looking for special music, you know. But that was great, you know, this album is fantastic. And I still still love the first albums, you know.
1: And and did you, did that at the time, were you, you know, were you a musician yourself? Were you thinking of being a musician or, or was it, or you know, was it the music that no. sort of inspired you to do that? That was
0: all, yeah, and I think the first time I, I think about um former band for myself was when Venom came out, you know, because the first Venom record, Welcome to Earth, this album changed everything, you know, that, that album changed my mind, you know. There was a mixture between Motorhead and... and more heavier than morehead, you know. I think Venom was the first band who really inspired me to do the same music, you know. We started in 82, you know, yeah. uh, inspired by Venom and doing it more heavier because the music was called Witching Metal when we started this uh, kind of band in 82, you know. But Motorhead was the first band ever to, to get me into the music, you know. and I can't describe it, you know, because Morehead was a three-piece band, you know, and I love uh bass playing singer, you know, that was something new for me, you know. And um, yes, it was big remembrance. Uh, this this, I, all I, I never forget, you know. And yeah. then I started collecting the Morehead stuff, you know, and, and, and later came Ace of Spades came out, you know, and Morehead was in every TV show. We had, we had some TV channels in, uh, with, with music. And uh, they get Morehead into the shows, you know, and it was a shock, you know, people were shocked (laughs) to see this band on the stage, you know, and I loved it, you know, that was great.
1: Yeah, that's... And with Ace of
0: Spades, Morehead getting really famous, also in Germany.
1: Yeah, that must have been, that must have been kind of weird, because obviously, you know, you've gone from being one of the only people to know about Morehead in your friend group, and all of a sudden, they're on TV, and it's like, hang on, that's my band. How did this happen?
0: Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of TV shows in Germany, you know, and um, there, there was pop music. All the, they, they got all the bands who were in the charts, you know, in these times, you know, they've been in the in the TV shows, you know, and more. It was that was people were really, really shocked to see them, you know, and I was so inspired, you know, and that was. And then we tried to. And the first show I saw was in '81. You know, there was more that. I think Morehead was touring in seventy nine. They played a couple of shows in, in uh, there was they were in Hamburg and uh, in eighty they had just had three or four shows in Germany, you know, there was no bigger that was always big touring, you know, but um, in 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 seventy nine and eighty there was just a couple of shows in Germany. Yeah? And in eighty one there was a no sleep till Christmas. You know, no sleep till hammer swiss way out and they called the no sleep till Christmas, you know. And that was the first time I saw them in Dortmund. That you know, was amazing.
1: Yeah. You, so you had the full-on, the loud Motorhead experience.
0: Oh yes, and that was also Tank was supporting them, which is also my one of my favorite bands. And it was that was great, you know. And uh, I, I saw them twice. They played always in in Dortmund and Düsseldorf. Yeah, because and they they were really sold out in Dortmund, so they played also in uh, Düsseldorf. I always saw them twice, you know, because I always played two shows uh, in Dortmund and Düsseldorf, you know.
1: Right.
0: And to see Tank live for the first time, that was that was amazing, you know. and This is something I never forget, you know. I saw so many concerts, you know, but this first ones, you know, is something you'll never forget. My first metal show was in '79. ac I saw them with Bon Scott, you know, and Judas Priest supporting them, you know. Wow. And this shows you'll never forget. You
1: know? uh, no, no, not at all. And there'll be people listening to this going, wow, ACDC supported by Judas Priest, you're a lucky man. Um, that um... Yeah, I
0: saw Bon Scott Live, you know, that was something, you know. I don't want to go here. So my friend's come. my ACDC is in town, you know. And I, I don't have to, so much money to go to the cons to see all the shows, you know. I, I, I made it, you know, okay, we, we drive through the car, you know, and, and drink some beers, you know, ACDC Live. You know? And I'm so glad to see Bob Scott for the for the last time, I think.
1: Yeah, that's that that really is something. And um and over the years, of course, um uh you know, Motorhead were to go from only playing a few shows. Germany became a real a real stronghold for Motorhead. Um I mean you know, they 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 had a really, really strong fan base in there. Um did you you know, did you do you follow their progress or was the the beginning of your band mean that you, you know, you weren't able to see them as much?
0: Oh, I, I always try to see, I, you know, I saw Moded on festivals when we played together, you know, and um, and I always try to make Moded, you know. And I think the first 10 years, you know, I was the biggest Moded fan around in my hometown. And I tried to arrange to go to every show I can get, you know. And that um, is, I spent a lot of money, I bought my T shirts there and everything, you know. And Moded was always something. To go every year, you know, we have we have to go, you know. But um, I, I remember in the end of the 90s, Modet was not not so famous more in Germany. People, because so many bands were touring around, you know. But in these times, beginning of the 80s, there was not much bands around, you know. So we can sp- spend all the money to go to the shows, you know. But that was always something. It was a date every every year, you know. We have we have to go, you know. Sure. And, um, I go went every year because Moore was touring every year from that time. You know, later came the Iron Fist tour, another perfect day tour. You know, and I, I saw them all the time. You know?
1: Right. So you saw them with um, you saw them with Brian on the uh, on the perfect day tour.
0: Yes, I saw them. But I have to say, Iron Fist that was, you know, that, that later I saw Iron Fist in Dusseldorf and in Dortmund too. You know, and. This album, this was a really special album to me, the Iron Fist, you know, because I, was, I heard about more than get a new album out, which is called Iron Fist. You know, I, I don't get any information about when it's coming out, you know, because we had just a couple of magazines, but there was no special metal magazine, and we get no information because yeah. we had no internet. you know, yeah. And um, I heard about this album, and I, I went to, my, to the record store every day and asked him for this album. And the girl who was selling the records, so there was Inge, you know. And I always take a phone call, Inge, what is about the new Mordet album? And she told me, we have to wait maybe the next week, you know. And one day I get a phone call. I, I, get, a, I get one copy of the new Mordet album. And if you, come, if you come straight, you know, you get it. It's for you, you know. Yeah. And I took my motorcycle <laughs> and, 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 and get the record, you know. And that was really, really something special, you know. Yeah. And then I saw the picture with the inner sleeve, you know, and and this album was really, really something special, you know, and I was so excited to go to the Sh- Iron Fist show, you know, because um, I wrote in a magazine that Moritz had a big Iron Fist on stage, you know, but I heard it, but in Reducer uh, of Elopment, uh, we, we missed it because they had some technical problems. Um, I don't know exactly, but I think they just... Use it in three shows, you know. Um, but Iron Fist is really one of my favorite albums. You know?
1: That's um, that's quite interesting to hear because I know there's it's you know after Ace of Spades there was you know fans were pretty divided and it and it got a, you know it didn't get the best critical rece- reception, but uh, but it's one of your favorites.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah but some some fans this album was a little bit disappointed, you know, because it's not a second Ace of Spades. It's completely different, in my opinion, you know. But I, I, I never compare the albums, you know. I think Ace of Spades is the most famous, you know, and definitely the best album, you know. But I love Iron Fist, you know. This is uh, I, I like the songs, you know. It's a little bit different to Ace of Spades, you know, but it's uh, it's one of my faves you know. And and Iron Fist, um, I get so much remembrance because of the shows, you know. And and tr- try to get the record, you know. Um, uh, it's still in my collection, you know, and um, uh, I, I, I never, I never want to compare it to Ace of
1: Spades. Yeah, and of course it's it's the it's the last album of the what's you know some people term sort of the classic lineup. Um, yes. were, you know, I mean, we, we, were, were you disappointed when you, you know, when you heard about about the split? Um, and but, or how did you hear about it? Because obviously, you know, no internet, and you're over in Germany with no, yes. no dedicated magazines. You know, did did you even hear about it?
0: The first time I realized that was um, when I saw another Perfect Day tour poster. Wow. that one was a was a different guitar player on it. You know and then I tried to do some research in, in magazines and my friends you know and I heard that Eddie Clark left the band and they got a new one uh Brian Robertson you know and in the beginning there was I was really disappointed because I I love Eddie Clark you know but when I get this album you know I remember I, this album came out um that was released in in Holland a couple of weeks before the release in Germany you know and we always take our motorcycles uh, uh, and we went to Holland to get the records first, you know. And the first one was uh, I got mine single, you know, this, uh, that this that was that was released before the album, you know. Yeah. And I was so I was so impressed, you know. It's completely different to Ace of Spades and Iron Fist, but I love it, you know. Really great songs, you know. And um this, uh, i think one another perfect day is one of my favorite albums i really love it i know some fans who don't like it because there is no more eddie clark on the guitars you know but in but in my opinion this is one of the best moded records ever you know and then i saw then Blythe, and i wasn't and i saw brian robinson on stage for the first time you know that was crazy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because he's he, he was wearing jogging pants you know and and uh yeah
1: but they had a great sound. the music was great you know yeah and and it's it's it, it, the album has aged really well I, I i you know i think I think in their catalog there's there's a lot of people who 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 maybe didn't like it at the time that have really come round to it over the years and it's it's it's- it's so rare for a band to just make you know one off album with a change of lineup like that um uh, go in a different direction yeah, it's but... always, if,
0: yeah yeah if you change the lineup, you know it's always strange you know. Because if you, if you change the guitar player, you change the music, you know. But the, but the sound was real. The bass sound was really loud, you know. Bass sound never changed. Lemmy's bass sound, you know. And there were so many wonderful songs, like Die You Bustle, Back at the Funny Farm, you know. <clears throat> Still one, one of my favourite songs, you know.
1: And, 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 so, and, and you, and you travelled to another country to get the album.
0: Yes. So we, there That's There was uh, like a so-called Bullet. In, in Holland, there was a small record um, record store in Eindhoven, uh. and um, they, I don't know why they kept the, the records to a couple of weeks before they released in Germany. It was also we had a, a record store in Gelsenkirchen, where I come from, and uh, that was um, um, import record store. And the guy was from England, Scotty. You know, ah. and he got all the stuff from England and uh, from America before they released in Germany. It was also the Venom record. You know, I think I was one of the first one who bought this, the Venom record in Germany. And he uh, we uh, he take a phone call to me. You know, I go there. and said I have something for you. It's it's a uh, band from England, Venom, the heaviest band in the world. You know, <laughs> and we we bought it. You know. That was, uh, you know, it was very important to me to be the first
1: one to get this album. You know? Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm and, I'm, um, I'm exactly the same. I used to I used to have a record I used to have a record shop that used to ring me up. I mean, they must have made a fortune out of me, and they'd ring me up and say things like, "We've got the fastest band ever. We've got the heavy," and I'd be straight down there and buy it. So it sounds like we've got a lot in common when it comes to that
0: from America, from the Slayer, uh, from America, and, and all the other metal bands, you know, Envil, you know, The Rots and all the stuff, you know, and, um, and, you know, I think these records were expensive, you know, but yeah. I paid the price, you know, because I want to have this album, you know. And uh, this Venom was the first press. There was an, um, um, there was an Italian press and a an UK press, you know, and I got the UK press. Was a poster in it and the lyric sheet you know and that's what i want you know yeah that was crazy i i, I spent so much money you know but it what that was my i was collector in this times you know and i wanted to have as soon as possible you know?
1: yeah yeah and, and i mean it sounds like i mean you said you know you 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 you'd been cacdc and you like priest and stuff with that but was was motorhead what you would call your your first love when it came to music was that the band that made you yes. go Right, now I'm yeah de-
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I like the bands with three-piece bands, you know, uh, like Tank or Raven, you know, with a singing bass player. That was that was amazing, you know. To make so much noise with just one guitar, you know. <laughs> because of the bass, I always was inspired by the bass sounds from this, from Lemmy or Chronos Kronos or LG Ward, you know. And I think that was the biggest inspiration to form an old band, you know, because I want to be a singer, I don't want to be a bass player, you know. Uh, but that was always, you know, no band sounds like Morat before, you know. That it's not, um, that was not a real heavy, a typical heavy metal band like Priest or Saxon, whatever. Morat was something special because of the bass sound, you know. The yeah. first time you 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 had a bass guitar which sounds like a guitar, you know, that was that was really inspired me really, you know.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. And and so in so in which case, how did you feel when when the band progressed to um a five piece?
0: Uh that, that was a little bit disappointed because um um when more got a, a two guitarists in a band, you know, that was um that was not more the same. You know, that, that was not more the spirit of of a three piece band, you know. But when August Matron came out, which is a wonderful album, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we I I love this album, you know, but I think there was a point where they changed the music, you know, when Phil Campbell and Rosa came to the band, you know, um, it was completely different, but still good music, you know, but it's not the same, you know, I'm, I'm, I am I like the three-piece Motorhead. I'm a big Eddie Clark fan, you know, and it's not more the same, but it's still Motorhead, you know.
1: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Um, but I don't want to compare this album, you know. But but Motorhead was the three-piece band that was the typical Mordeh song, the typical Mordeh spirit. You know.
1: So uh, so were you pleased when they? So were you pleased when they went back to a three-piece? Because of course that that lineup and you know the the the, the final lineup ended being the the most uh, the, the most long-serving lineup of all.
0: Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I like it, and I think Phil Campbell is a great motor guitarist, you know. He, is, he, he, he has a different style, like um, like Eddie Clark. you know, but, um, but I don't know a three-piss you know, Sodom it, was always a three-piss band, and, and a couple of years ago, I, I took a second guitarist into the band, you know, which gives me more um, opportunity on a on live shows to get a better sound, you know, yeah. get a better stereo sound on, on a live set, and... and um, it works, you know, but um, I, I was still a motor all the time, you know. It, yeah. it doesn't matter who's going to play guitar or uh, it's, uh, one or two guitars, you know. That is not the thing, you know. Let me just it, you know. Yeah, you well,
1: motor... it was th- that mo- motorhead for life. That's, you know, that that's the phrase and that's what it means. Yes,
0: yes. When, when Eddie Clark left the band, that was, that was really sad, you know, because I, I loved his guitarist, you know. He was, fits perfectly into Modet, you know. But, uh, but but we cannot look behind to see what happened, you know, when that Eddie Clark left the band, you know. I don't think I heard him. But there was a problem with alcohol or drugs, whatever, you know. You never really know, you know. But um, for a fan standing outside, that was disappointed, you know. Yeah. But, um, it was, but, but you always be a Modet fan, you know. will never change you
1: know yeah absolutely and um you mentioned being on festivals um uh with the band did you um did you ever get to did you ever get to meet lemmy himself
0: sometimes you know the first time i met him was um we've been on tour with motorhead in 93. brilliant yeah that was um a christmas metal meeting or no yeah, yeah it was a christmas they did some christmas shows and they put some support bands you know that was uh, five bands touring with Motorhead, you know. That was the first time you know. I've, we, I've been on tour with Motorhead, you know.
1: And and how, did, um, how did that feel? How did that, that feel was, to get the call from your agent and say, "Right, you're going to be playing with Motorhead. You're going to tour them."
0: Yeah, there was a, um, a friend of mine was Rainer Hensel, and Rainer was a prom, uh, the Motorhead promoter in Germany, and he, he booked all the shows, you know, and. Uh, Rainer Hensel was also producer of our first album, Obsessed by Cruelty. So I have always been, and he was a friend of Manfred Schütz, which was a, a SPV chief label, you know. And um, so we get an offer to go with Motorhead, and also Creator was on the building, you know. And it was amazing, you know, being with Motorhead, you know. And we had, we had a couple of shows, you know. But maybe was not so, sometimes I try to talk to him, you know. I remember the first show um, and after the soundtrack Lemmy was standing at the bar and I take my records to Lemmy to get it signed, you know. And I ask him, Lemmy, can you sign my records, you know, and he, and he said, maybe after the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I come, I I come back after the lunch, you know, and you know, he was not so interested in support bands or talking to them, you know. But for me and for the band, Sodom, you know, that was that was the biggest experience ever, you know. Because I remember one show we gave um, we gave a T shirt to Russell and Phil. You know. Yeah. And um we were really surprised when the show started. They got a Sodom shirt on, you know. There was a tapping the vein shirt because Tapping the Vein was an album which came out in ninety two, you know. Yeah. And I'm standing there with my guitarist, Andy he brings you know boy look, oh, look at they have them with the solemn shirts wearing on the stage you know we are so proud you know you can yeah. you know if you are a smaller band you know and and you are touring with your heroes and they're wearing a, your shirt, you know. This is really something special,
1: you know. Oh man, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, see that that moment where you see a band that you that you love, and somebody in the band is is wearing a t shirt of your band on stage. It's there's something about that that's amazing. just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I get.
0: Um, I, I don't know. Maybe there. I got one picture with Rosa wearing a, a solemn shirt, you know, and uh, <sighs> but later I saw more that um, because in, in these times, you know, there was. In the mid-90s or end-90s, there was uh, more festivals growing up, you know, and more they had playing more on festivals. And I saw more of that, and I, I met him a couple of times, you know. I remember that was in end of 90s or beginning of 2000, I don't know. Somebody asked me, um, because Levy was looking for military stuff. He was looking for an uh, um, officer's dagger yeah. from a Wehrmacht. And um, he gave me a sheet of paper that was sending from um, Officer's Dagger Division, what, what, I don't know exactly, you know, from 35 or something, you know. And uh, because this guy knows that a friend a guitarist of mine, Alex, who was guitarist in Uncle Tom in these times, you know, collecting military, you know. And one day uh, Alex said, oh, I, I got this dagger for Lemmy. So if you see him the next time on a tour, you can give him, you know, and, and um, <clears throat> I think there was a full force festival and Lemmy was sitting in a container. He got an own container for himself and I go to the to the manager. I, I get some gift for Lemmy, you know, and uh, Lemmy saw me standing there outside and come in, come in. And I gave him this dagger, you know. Yeah. And we're talking about history, we're talking about Germany and all stuff, you know. That was great, and I, uh, I give it for free. You know, I don't want to get money for it. You know, and this one uh, is with still in was still in his collection, you know, because he has hundreds of these daggers, you know. But yeah. he always looking for this one, you know. Uh, that was great. You know, if you go, if you talk to Lemmy, you cannot, you cannot talk about heavy metal bands, you know, <laughs> <The> music. <laughs> yeah, he's not really interested in what about heavy metal bands, you know. But if you talk about history and, and politics, you know, he's always interested and, in, and in, uh, in, yeah, but it was great in his time. But I met him a couple of times, you know, and that- but just doing a small talk, you know, hello, how are you, blah, blah, blah.
1: And that must have been that must have been quite the feeling that you know you, you, you were you were building a, a kind of bond and that just to be I, I, I know the feeling just to be recognized by you know by let me just to say oh right, like you know come in you know, I know this guy let him in yeah. uh, that just that in itself yeah, no, is you know, amazing
0: you 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 cannot go into his backstage room you know it was a container um, just for himself you know you can't go in you know yeah the, the promoter said you can't go in. But I have something for him, he's a collector, and you know, I get a special gift for him, you know. And he said, oh, come in, come in.
1: <laughs> he knows
0: <laughs> that I'm a singer of Sodom, you know, you remember, you know. Yeah. And um, that was great, you know. Was, you know, I was really proud, you know, I don't want to get, and I think this one was 300 marks in these times, you know. Yeah. I don't want to get the money, you know. It's, yeah. I want to give, that was a gift for Lemmy, and, and um, I was proud to be there, you know. <sighs>
1: absolutely absolutely so when um, when was the when was the last time that you um, that you saw Motorhead
0: ah uh, you know uh, i I know that I saw the last show he played in Berlin right and uh, two days before there was a show in Dusseldorf you know that was um, that was really sad you know that was really sad you know yeah because um we want to go tomorrow i talk talked to my friends maybe this is definitely this is definitely the last time we're going to see him you know on a stage you know and i got a phone call you know hey tom you want to go to the show you can get a backstage pass you know i don't want to get the backstage you know i don't he want to talk to anybody you know in this time you know yeah i don't want to hurt him I, don't, I, don't. I just want to go as a fan you know and i go we went to Dusseldorf. You know, I'm standing in a line with all the fans buying a ticket. You know, and nice. um, and the and the and the tour manager, hey Tom, you can go backstage. You know, I can. I don't want to get for free. You know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a moderate fan. I want to buy the ticket. It was fifty euros. I want to get in. I want to go to buy my shirt. I don't want to get my beers. You know, and go in. You know. Yeah. And that's the way I did. You know. And I bought my shirt, get my beer, and I saw Saxon. Uh, Stop playing, you know, and um, and then more ahead, you know. That was, but what's really, really sad, you know. I know they had a big show, the, the sound was very loud, you know, but um, but Lemmy's vocals didn't get through, came through, you know. That was really, it uh, was really sad. You know, I was crying, you know. Really, I was crying, you know. And that, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. That, I know, I know. I saw him on the stage, you know. And I know that is the last time I'm going to see him, you know. Yeah. And yeah. two days later, I seen Berlin. That was the last show ever, you know. And then he died, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I've been there, you know.
1: Yeah. That was my job.
0: You know? That was my profession. I go as a fan. I buy my ticket. Going to see Motorhead. Go home, you know.
1: And, and that was that was the end of the love affair.
0: Yes. That was, that was it. And I get... I drink a lot of beers, you know. Because a friend of mine drives the car back home, you know. And I said that was more that and I go to the Monterey show and I drink beers, you know. Yeah, uh, but I know, but that was really, really sad. And later, I get the information from somebody. Um, Lemmy died, you know, but he died in Los Angeles, you know. But but Berlin was definitely the last show, you know. And uh, yeah, but this man, he was so sick, you know. I don't know. I, I don't understand. This is a business, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think a man like Lemmy has to go to the hospital in this condition, you know. You cannot go on stage, you know. But mm-hmm. it's a manager, you know, and Lemmy is somebody who wanna wanna do the show, every show, and uh, they they don't wanna lose money, you know. Yeah, I was really sad, you know. But I don't wanna. But if you if you get cancer, you you are you are so you are ill like this, and you cannot go on stage. No.
1: Yeah, I think um, I mean ultimately, that's that's where he wanted to be. You know, that's how he wanted to to play out his final days.
0: Yes, that's I'm, I know that's his job, you know, but it's really hard for him to get there. He played; they played just one hour, you know, and it was a drums solo, or guitars all or whatever, and uh, very, uh, doing some slow songs, you know.
1: Yeah, it was really
0: hard for him, you know. That was, yeah. But I was, I saw him, you know. And that was a tribute to him to go there, you know. And all the fans, the show was sold out, you know. It was just love, a big show, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that they, that although you were there and and it was very sad, when you think of Motorhead, that's that's not what you think of, is it? You you, you think of the band at their peak, which they were for so many years.
0: Yeah, but even you know, um, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm still more at There's Still, it's you know this this band changed everything to me, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I cannot describe, you know, but um, you know I'm a musician for myself, you know, but I don't want to die on the stage.
1: You know? <laughs> no, no. You know,
0: I want, I want, I want to die, I want to die in bed, you know. <laughs> if you are not more able to do your job on a stage, if you're getting older or you're getting sick, whatever, you have to stop, the party is over, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we have to realize it's gone, you know, it's doing some other things, you know. Yeah. And I'm 59, you know, and I know I, I can do it for a couple of years, you know, and maybe was 70, that was a, was a good age for a rock musician
1: you know yeah
0: pretty, and, pretty um, amazing i but i don't want you other side up you know i want to have a good time on stage you know yeah and um if it's if it's get, if you're not, not more able to to do your vocals or playing your bass guitar you know it's gone you
1: know yeah yeah well look i'm i'm you know keep doing what you're doing um, I, I'm, I I can't thank you enough for coming on it's been it's been great and so, some amazing memories and clearly clearly you know a, a deep love of Motorhead and a, and a real and a real influence on your career um, and oh yeah, you yeah. Know. and
0: this never and this never stops you know I'm still yeah. a Motorhead fan you know and uh, I assume my record collection with all the Motorhead stuff in it you know I saw it, so many records you know but I keep the Motorhead stuff you know I keep the Venom stuff you know yeah and um, that is where so many remembrance coming back when i listen to my records you know and uh, i think without more i've been there was the music which would, would be different you know definitely yeah you
1: know? oh without a doubt. i think
0: more and then it was the first the biggest influence you know and uh, to the band Sodom, and it still is you know we still cover morehead songs under the life on stage you know
1: oh and, and really um, which ones
0: we always play Ace of Spades. We have Iron Fist, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, last year we we start covering Stonehead forever, you know. I love to do it, you know.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, keeping keeping the keeping the uh, the memory alive.
0: All all the time, you know. And what, what I told before that Iron Fist, for example, is really special. And I'm, I'm really doing some research, you know. And I'm 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 still want to I'm still want to know what happened to the Iron Fist. You know where <laughs> right. it's gone, you know. And uh, yes i there were so many that is that what I love internet, you know, there is a Facebook group which is called um um forty nine percent motherfucker <laughs> and forty one percent Lemmy, you know. It's the biggest fan page I ever see. There are so many pictures on it, you know. Yeah. And I'm so much so always impressed to see the older pictures I never seen before, you know. That is really great, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I keep it
0: in my mind, you know. I keep it in, my, keep me in my heart, you know, and uh, that's the most
1: important thing, you know. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, look, Tom, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been great talking to you, and, and and thanks for sharing those memories with us.
0: Yes, I hope to see you in UK one day. You know, we have we have to go. You know, we are waiting. You know,
1: absolutely. If you make it, you got to play. You got to play a Motorhead cover, right? okay cool take care tom all right so there you go and as always i hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as i did doing it it was a real treat tom is a lovely guy as you heard and and like i said so so honest and and open um a real treat to talk to and that experience being so different as well being based in germany and um, and getting on a motorcycle and driving to another country to get the album is is not an experience I think um, uh, many people out there will be able to relate to. And certainly pre-internet it makes it pretty, uh, pretty exclusive. So, look, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that. I really did. Um, I'm really still looking forward to doing loads of these for you this year. And getting them to you as soon as we can, so thank you very much for listening. You are part of keeping the motorhead spirit alive, and please do tell anybody you know that isn't already subscribing to subscribe I mean if they're into music podcasts that you know you don't have to even like motorhead i mean I know i know i'm I know I'm blaspheming right now, but you don't. These are interviews about an iconic band and they're interesting if you ask me anyway, but I'm kind of biased. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have, tell everybody, please, because you are the Motorhead Army and you can make this podcast even bigger. Thank you very much to all of you for your support. And I look forward to chatting to you again on the next episode of the Motorcast. I don't show you greed, the only god I need is the ace of spades, the ace of spades!